If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, there we oh, go. Sit down. Climactic. Sit, sit down, Hello. That's right. That's right. Look at us. Look at us. We're here. Welcome, We're everybody. Five. Welcome to the Wolf Den Podcast, uh, episode 105. Yes. 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 The, ret- mm-hmm. the return of the in-room experience. Yes. Between boys. I have stream stuff. I should so show them. <laughs> this is a beta test? No, yes. this is an alpha. This is an alpha? I mean, it's... It's applicable. All video games launch in some state of unfinishedness these days. And we are just being like video games. That's how dedicated we are to this medium. True. So uh, this is not really like the set. This is just like what it'll be. You know, we're just trying. We're trying things out. Mm-hmm. Just try, trying some things out. Working out some kinks right now. And, and the best way to work out kinks is do it live. Yep. So F it. That's yeah. what we're doing. Uh well it's good to see you here to see next you to too. next yeah. to my face yeah it's just nice. like I, old times in the old chairs yes uh these are the old chairs actually it has been I think oh it's been over three years yes twenty was it when I moved that we stopped doing them in person I think so yeah okay well, well, now you moved back which now you know, we're we here used to do them in person. We could eat Oreos, and I brought oh, Oreos for the occasion. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, festive. Yes, yes. Snickerdoodle Oreos. Yeah, I figure, why not? I have not opened these yet. I have not tried them yet. We got to get, like, a top-down. We do. That'd yeah. be nice. Again, too fancy testing. for us. Wait, it doesn't have mm. the traditional... It does. <laughs> I uh, forgot how to open Oreos. <laughs> Uh, it's a good thing I'm here now so I can hit him. Are these double stuffed? All the special ones are double stuffed. They're supposed to be at least. Oh yeah, no, they're thick. Look at how, look at how thick some of those are. This one's not that thick, but some of them are pretty thick. Yeah. These smell delicious. What are these? Is Snickerdoodles mm. new? Because these smell like something else. Do these smell like the cinnamon bun ones? Well, Snickerdoodles are cinnamon cookies. Yeah. So, they probably got cinnamon in there. The cinnamon bun ones, the cream makes sense. Snickerdoodles, cream doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's well, why these are basically just the cinnamon bun ones. Right. For the festive name. And the best Oreos are the cinnamon bun ones. So these are good too. Yeah. Now I want to compare it to the cinnamon bun ones. Well, now I gotta go find the cinnamon bun ones. I'm gonna go find the cinnamon bun ones. Bob opens the Oreos like he's about to finish the case. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Didn't think the podcast could get even better. Five seconds in, it's already way more fun having to. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I feel like it will be better. We'll probably talk over each other less. We'll probably... That's the biggest problem yeah. is knowing when the other person's about to say something because <laughs> there's a slight delay and it's slight enough where it sucks. It's a pain in the ass. Um, anyway, today, lots of things to talk about. 
the main topic we want to talk about is the Game War nominees. Yes. Uh, Jeff Keighley announced what games he thinks are going to be Game of the Year. And mm-hmm. we got we got something to say about it, don't we? Oh, sh- we sh- boy, howdy, do we? Uh, let's. I haven't gone through. I've gone through. I saw the game of the year. Yes. I didn't see the rest. Um, and I want to go through the rest because the yeah. game of the year is the one that everybody's gonna be talking about. Yeah. I want to go through all the other bullshit. There are some. There are some interesting nominee uh, nominations in each category. Um, a lot of repeats of you know what was in game of the year makes sense, but a lot of ones I have questions about though. Okay, we'll get into it. So I also want to mention. Uh, I, I'm not going to be showing things on screen like I usually do because yeah. we're not. We're it's not a work in yet. progress. Yeah. It's a work in progress. Um, but I I looked at the game. So the first one is game of the year. Yeah. I'm going to do. I'm going to vote. Oh. I'm going to vote here. Live on air. With you. Do I, do I have to sign? Okay. I guess I got to sign yeah. in first. How do I sign in? Twitter? Do I want them to do that? I mean, unless you want to take the time to create a new account. Just use your Facebook. Oh, it's not um, like you use it anymore. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, sure, I'll authorize game awards to. Sure. Yep. Uh, I can. Okay. Game of the year. We got a Plague Tale Requiem. We got Elden Ring. We got God of War Ragnarok. We got Horizon Forbidden West. We got Stray, and we got Xenoblade Chronicles Three. I have played one of these games. <laughs> I've played none of them. Do you know which one I played? Uh, Stray. Is it because you saw my tweet? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have to say, Stray, not nearly game of the year material. I that definitely feels like a. This was popular for a hot minute. Let's nominate it to yeah. be, you know, to get some of that, you know, meme cred or whatever. It's because it's a cat and it's yeah. cute and it's and it's an interesting style. Mm-hmm. The game has nothing. It. Remarkable about the gameplay, right? It's yeah. just it's a very boring game. Unless yeah. you're totally like, unless you're totally wrapped up in the world, which is a kind of cool world. But the game's like four hours long. Yeah, it's, and and the game doesn't pick up until like two or three hours in. So it's it's <laughs> I, I can't imagine sitting in a room and saying this is the one that we're gonna put with God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. You know, um. I did see a lot of people online say that the big surprise was that Xenoblade Chronicles 3 got nominated for Game of the Year. I think that that makes sense, though. It does make sense. That was a huge deal well, and it, it, it rated very well. It does, but at the same time, you know, the Game Awards have often been, you know, derided for being, you know, much more focused on the, the typical mainstream AAA game, like, like your Call of Duties, your God of War. Is this not a mainstream AAA game? Well, it's a JRPG exclusive to the switch how dare they so that's that's like the big deal like you you normally wouldn't see a game like that mm-hmm. nominated for game of the year you'd see a mario or a zelda but not a not a xenoblade true it's a it's a little out of left field but it's yeah. still a very popular game no of course y- yeah. you're right it's a jrpg so probably sold it's it's not very you know western yeah. audiences are gonna you know exactly. be all over it but it was pretty popular mm-hmm and and I gotta be honest, this year not a lot of hits. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> a lot of misses this year. Um, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, and Horizon. I feel like are the obvious choices for Game of the Year. Although God of War just came out. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> they they've done this before, where they'll nominate like a game that just came out, mm-hmm. 
like a, like a week or so previously and they'll like have some bs excuse i remember the biggest controversy was when death stranding came out and then a week later it got nominated for game of the year and that yeah. one causes a lot of controversy because jeff Keeley is in the game yes that's a little bit of a conflict mm-hmm. of interest uh god of war you liked the last one, right? I liked the 2018 one, yeah. I thought it was just okay. I was very jaded by uh, AAA games at the time. Yeah. I'll, I'm seeing a lot of criticism on Twitter uh, about this game because of all of the problems that I had with the previous game. Really, a lot of the a, a lot of people are are not about the smoke and mirrors of AAA like game design anymore. Yeah. Especially, you see a lot of memes of of. Uh, the characters backseat gaming you, like yelling at you, yeah, saying you're not doing yeah. the right thing, um, and then some other quirky stuff, like like the obvious, like like puzzles that aren't really puzzles. Just yeah. go here and press X, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, and and that's knocking some points off of the game. Yeah, I do think it's a little ridiculous to put it in game of the year so soon. Yeah. Like they knew they were gonna put it there no matter what. Yeah, I... it's not like they. Played it over the weekend, and then we're like, nah, it's game of the yeah. year for sure. It's also a game I've seen get a lot of tens, like from a lot of publications. And I don't know. Do you feel this way? Sometimes, like a website feels like they have to give a game a ten. Yes. Like, no, absolutely. And I feel I definitely feel like this is one of them. I, I raised Will a little bit. Let me know if yeah, because good. yeah, the first one was good. I do think it's a little overrated. The first one for like reasons here and there. right, right. Um, but I feel like. What could they have possibly have added to this to make it substantially better than the first one? You know? Yeah. I I think that there's definitely... I mean, I feel like most credible games journalists are going to review a game and rate it whatever they personally think the game should be rated. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's also people who are afraid of backlash and they yeah. don't want to rate something too high if they if if they think that the general public thinks it's bad or vice versa. Yeah. They don't want to be the one to give a game a bad rating and ruin the Metacritic score. So that's always got to be in the back of people's heads. I'm sure it is, yeah. But any credible games journalist yeah. will not But at the same time, like... That. You don't want to rate a game too high. You don't want to rate a game too low. Like, you don't get higher than a 10. Yeah. So, like... And people still have this, you know, connotation that 10 is a perfect game. And I know it's not. And I know websites have been trying to, like, hammer that home that it's not. But generally, audiences still think that. Because it's very rare it, that it, you, a game gets a 10. Not so much anymore. Fucking Pediment got a 10 from IGN this week. Pediment? Yeah. Did you hear about that no, game? No. What the hell apparently is it's Apparently, it's, po- like it's popular. I don't know if it's 10 out of 10 popular. It's a Game Pass game. I have an article about the Game Pass games that are coming out okay. this month. Um, from Obsidian. Apparently, it's it's fun. But oh, Obsidian. Yeah. Okay. But IGN gave it a ten. <laughs> a lot of uh, the stigma of rating a game out of ten is that it's like um, test scores. Yeah. Like from like I view it like I did test scores. So if it's above a sixty five percent, it's passing, <laughs> and under it's failing. And yeah. it's, I guess it's different depending on where you grew up. Yeah. But for us here in New York, it was. 65 and up was passing 65 and lower was yeah 64 and lower is failing uh so if a game was a 64 i consider that a failure right uh but that's not really how it is five is average yeah so when well, a game gets a five out of ten it feels like it failed. five is supposed to be average right but most you know in you know the modern video game review landscape 
six or seven is average. Yeah. That's why most games get six or seven. Right. I do see a lot of sevens as average. Yeah. And then everything below that is just trash. <laughs> yes. Uh, I saw Psycho Delirious in the chest. Do you think next time, Bob, you could put your mic on the other side? So when you face Will to talk with him, you it'll pick you up better. Funny you should mention that. <laughs> it's why we're late. Because uh, I... We're not going to have this. This is a temporary situation. This little like center console thing. We put both mics here and they kept hitting each other. And, st and there was nowhere to put it here where it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. So I had to get a separate mic stand. Uh, again, it's work in progress. Beta test. Uh, anyway. I don't know who to vote for here. I didn't play. I only played one and I didn't like it. Yeah. So I think Elden Ring is probably the clear winner here. I've, not that I think it would be my favorite, but I think that it's, as far as a game goes, it's probably the best to to play out yeah. of all of these, and probably has the most you know different stuff that could that that's changing the way games are designed. Yeah, I definitely feel like it's gonna be it's definitely gonna get the runaway um, vote, like the fan vote, because mm -hmm. like Elder Ring was the shit when it came out; it was like the yeah. biggest game. Um, also, like you said, it's trying. It's trying newer. Well, it's not really trying newer things. It's Dark Souls, but open world. So, I don't know if that's really I, I like think, enough of a new thing. But it definitely has like the biggest hype, the biggest like marketing push. I, you know. I would. So I haven't played it, but from what I understand, uh, it's about the build that you have when you play through it. People want to keep replaying it over and over again. Right. You know, certain bosses became like a meme, um, and it kind of refines a lot of the souls formula mm -hmm. it is just a souls game <laughs> but it's a more refined version of the thing that everybody loves already right i'm gonna skip this category okay but if i had i, I feel like i can't vote for Elden Ring because i haven't played it so i don't i don't want to do it the next is best game direction which sounds like it should be the same thing but it's not it's like it's like at the oscars they always complain how does a Movie get nominated for Best Picture, but not Best Director. The movie didn't direct itself. True. Um, and I can see um, A Place Tale and Xenoblade were not nominated for Best Direction. <laughs> Instead, this Why? game, Immortality, got nominated for Best Direction. Yeah, they. It's liter it's almost the exact same games as Game of the Year, but they took out Xenoblade and A Plague's Tale, yeah. which is kind of ridiculous. To yeah. Know. It's ridiculous to take both of those out. Yeah. I feel like Japanese devs uh, don't get the sort of like rock star credit. Oh, that definitely not. American no, devs it's do. definitely more of, um, you know, a team effort. Yeah. That's why, like, there's a handful of like Japanese devs that like you can like pinpoint to and like recognize like Miyamoto, uh, Igarashi and whatnot. But like yeah. in America, there's always that one. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think when Zelda Breath of the Wild cleaned at the Game Awards, um, the freaking like didn't doug bowser accept it yeah some it wasn't doug it was wasn't it the other guy the other the other white dude oh bill trinan glasses bill trinan i yeah. think accepted miyamoto's it. translator yeah i think he accepted it and it's yeah. like you didn't make the game how about the guy who directed the yeah. game picks up the yeah game? and people know who ag Numa is yeah yeah he's like a figurehead that felt really yeah. bizarre so anyway um oh and also i think metroid the same thing that was it metroid dread dread won for like best adventure game and doug bowser had to accept it that's ridiculous because yeah. that was uh not a rock star team of people no. like at least zelda 
you know who the game director is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metroid Dread, it was like, wasn't it like a Spanish dev team or yeah, something? Yeah, it was a, it was technically it was a third party studio, Metro, uh, Mercury yeah, like, Steam. Yeah. Give them some credit. Yeah. And I feel like that's what's happening with the Plague's Tale here. They kind oh, of, definitely. And Xenoblade, yeah. they're getting the shit under the stick. Immortality, I have no idea anything about yeah, that. Yeah, I honestly never heard of this game, and I looked at the nominees before. I think game direction is it's all it's all about game design. So like yeah. like not just like people think of game direction and they think of like movie direction, mm-hmm. you know, like they think of the cinematics and stuff. Yeah. But it's more about the mechanics and how they how fun is that? Yeah. How good is the game? It's the director's job to yeah. make sure that it is it plays how good it does. So I know uh God of War Ragnarok had a different director than the first one. So props for him for coming like as close as he could to the original in terms of style and gameplay and then do, doing whatever new things there are with the with the new game. Um, I don't know who directed Elden Ring, but I'd imagine somebody who could take the, the Dark Souls type of game and make it open world like requires a lot of like good direction. Right. I'm going to skip this one. Okay. If I had to pick, I would probably say Elden Ring again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, best narrative... Why the fuck is Elden Ring here? Not even a little bit of a narrative game. Well, I'm sure there's a story to it, but like a game like Elden Ring and a game and like the Dark Souls games and stuff like the narrative is mostly like what you do, like Mm -hmm. what the player does and like to give it an award. I mean, when you say you're giving an award for best narrative, you're basically giving it an award for best story told as intended Mm -hmm. and with a game like elden ring you're not really gonna get like the actual story that the devs are giving you because they minimize the story so much that you have a good playing experience so yeah i don't i mean it it's probably gonna win for some (laughs) stupid reason um but i don't think it should i would actually be i would actually want to see a plague tale win this because everything i've heard about the game it's actually telling a compelling story about a brother and sister trying to survive the dark ages and plague rats uh and that sounds interesting and different from uh a game that doesn't really have a narrative two sequels and (laughs) whatever immortality is (laughs) i feel like god of war probably has a really good narrative i feel yeah. like the first one did from what i played yeah and, uh, but, but i feel like a plague tale is a similar situation it's got that triple a narrative well it's in a plague tale is interesting i should also note that a plague tale is also a sequel there was a plague tale innocence and this is Requiem. Right. um that's a clear case of people didn't play the first game but they heard good things so now everyone's playing the second game right right um i saw conan play it <laughs> oh yeah i saw that too yes <laughs> that was good um what was I, I going to say? I don't remember. All of the... These are the same games that were in the game direction category, except they took out Stray, which does have a narrative. Yes. That's literally the only part of the game. Yeah. Everything else is press forward and hold X. They took out that and put in what? Immortality. In, mm, yeah. For narrative. And they also took out Xenoblade. Which is weird to me because JRPGs are nothing but narrative. No, 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 no. They, 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 they put they, they put a Plague's Tale back in from from, from direction from to... game direction. Okay, they took out Stray and put in narrative. Got it. I uh, put in fuck a Plague's Tale record. I got and I got I got what you're saying. 
Uh, so we got a Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War, Forbidden West, and Immortality. Again, I'm not voting. <laughs> but if I, I would, I would probably say either a Plague's Tale or God of War, or whatever Immortality is. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Immortality probably, if it's in this list, it's probably worth checking out. Yeah, it's probably worth knowing about. Uh, uh, art direction. I ah, this sucks. This is fucking so <laughs> stupid. There's got to be better game, better directed game, better art directed games than this. Well. I'll say, because, like, okay, we got repeats again. We got Elden Ring, we got God of War, we got Horizon Forbidden West, and we got Strike. Yeah. The only new game on this is Scorn. Scorn yes. should get the win, because have you seen this game? Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, it looks like, you know, your classic HR Geiger That's what I was going to say, yeah. But, like, games don't look like that right now. Like, yeah, yeah sure, God of War is North, Norse mythology, and Horizon is, like, weird future apocalypse and whatnot and stray is cyberpunk but like a lot of games look like those yeah you know nothing really looks like scorn right now you're right i think that there's a lot that goes into art direction in triple a games yeah i will give them credit for that i if, if i if i love a game a lot i will get the art book and flip through it and yeah. there's a lot of awesome shit um elden ring has some insane creature design uh -huh. and, and, and some crazy landscapes i'm sure god of war also has some great i'm sure all of these games have great art direction i actually kind of really like the art direction in stray as much right. as i'm shitting all over it it's a very beautiful game and the characters are are are, are, are well they're like robots yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 nice it's very nice uh and i'm sure it was a small team of people or whatever scorn is the most different and, right. and you're right about that but there's gotta be some more stylized games that came out this yeah. year i have a very short list of games that i played this year that i compiled because on the nintendo podcast we're probably going to do a game of the year thing and right. i was like i didn't even play any games this year but then i actually made a list and i actually did play a decent amount of games um well i only played three 2022 games this year so only three mm -hmm. jesus christ honestly none of the games that i played are art direct art direction material yeah. so i guess it's scorn <laughs> you know what i'll vote scorn okay scorn might take that one it might steph tendo says neon white art neon white Ooh. is incredible yeah and it might be my game of the year okay i didn't beat it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that would be good art direction though yeah uh Okay, now we're on to best score and music. Again, Plague Tale, Elden Ring, God of War. Uh, Xenoblade is back. That has very good music. Yes, and uh, the new one is Metal Hellsinger. This has a really good soundtrack. So that is like, that's a wild card. I feel like yeah. they just went with AAA games and then threw a wild card in every yeah. once in a while. Metal Hellsinger is like... It's a rhythm first-person shooter where your ability to shoot on the beat will enhance your gameplay experience i heard it's not that good really i heard that the idea is really good but then playing it is actually not what that was good. the other game that has similar kind of bullets per minute that one i oh, heard the name of a game yeah okay uh again there's gotta be i know better music than this there's i mean there's shovel knight dig has a pop no you know what has the best soundtrack this year curse to golf mm, curse to golf yeah. soundtrack <laughs> is insane um neon white also has a really good soundtrack uh, Splatoon 3 actually yeah get Xenoblade out of there put yeah. Splatoon 3 in here yeah that's my best soundtrack 
Um, I don't know. I don't really, I'm not well versed in any of these soundtracks. I know Xenoblade Chronicles 3 has a good soundtrack. I believe that Metal, yeah. Metal Hellsinger has a good soundtrack. I, the rest of them just sounds like you know the problem is, triple a stuff you know me. the problem is too like a lot of modern video games don't really have like music like the way we used to have back in like the 80s it's and like 90s a score. yeah it's like a score just meant to create like ambiance and yeah. like set the mood it doesn't really like have anything that like you remember i'm having right. a cookie go for it you know very few games have like truly memorable songs wow you know so i'm skipping this one again okay Audio design. So this is different. Yeah. This is like sound design. This is yes. like yeah. like in Forza they like mic up every car. Yes. They get the car and they mic it all up and you know yeah. rev the engines. Uh Forza's not nominated, but Gran Turismo seven is. They do the same shit. Yeah. Gran <laughs> um also Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, and uh Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I will say. Call of Duty I give it a lot of shit. Yeah. It's a yearly release. It's usually the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty has some of the best sound design. In video it definitely games. does. Yeah. The gun sounds and everything are incredible. And the, like the hit marker sound when you hit somebody is so fucking yeah. satisfying. So uh, I understand why that's in here. Yeah. It's like the one thing they get right every year. Yeah. Yeah. To me, this is a toss-up between Gran Turismo 7 and Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Did Gran Turismo 7 come out this year? That's the thing. Like, I don't even remember <laughs> it coming out this year. You know, it used to be like the Gran Turismo games were the best-selling games on you know PS1 and PS2. Yeah. And then Gran Turismo 5, like on the PS5, it was like one of the best-selling games for the system, but like nobody really cared about it right. as much. Like they like lost a lot of ground to Forza. I do like Forza a lot. Yeah. Um, it did come out in March. Oh, look at that. I don't know. It's a toss-up to me. I'm inclined to say Call of Duty because I have more experience with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still haven't played this one. I've only yeah. seen it be played. But I know it has good sounds. Yes. Anyway, we're going to read. We missed notifications. We'll read them after we're yeah. done with this uh, conversation here. All right. I voted for Call of Duty. All right. Uh, best performance. All right. Uh, Ashley Birch for Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, Charlotte McBurney for Plague's Tale. Uh, Christopher Judge for God of War Ragnarok. Uh, Man Engage for Immortality. And Sonny Soljic for God of War Ragnarok. Didn't the God of War... Didn't he die? Was it the old Kratos? No. I thought Kratos died. No. Uh, you talking about the original voice actor for Kratos? Was it? I don't know. So there was a... I think his name was T.C. Carson... Was the original voice actor for the original God of War games. Then they just didn't hire him for the 2018 game. They got Christopher Judge okay. to do it. Christopher Judge had a medical emergency. Oh. So he didn't so like they delayed the game a little bit for him to get better. Oh, okay, that makes That's more what sense. That's what it was. Uh well he's incredible. He is. I feel like Char- Charlotte McBurney. Yeah. I feel like she's probably also really good at a place. Yeah, I feel like, you know, that's a game where like she could probably like carry the whole thing. Don't need a lot of range to play Kratos. No, <laughs> I know that there's like it's a very this emotional. Is, this story is like yeah, whatever, this is like new like, Kratos. This is sad dad Kratos, you know. But yeah, I know that he goes through some emotions, yeah. but it's still largely brooding Kratos. Mm-hmm. I feel like a Plague Tale probably has some more range necessary. Yeah, you know. Uh, I'm going with that. All right. 
Okay. Games for impact. So what is what is this category? I don't even know for anymore. For a thought-provoking game with a pro social meaning or message. Like I the wo- the woke award. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for lack of a better term. But even then like like how do you judge a category like that? Like it's hard because like every game has a mess every piece of art has a message yes so this is like which message is more important yeah you know which message is more important don't hate gay people don't hate black people don't hate yeah yeah yeah. like this it's such a we shouldn't have to be teaching people those things exactly yeah so also i don't know what the messages are and i've never heard of any i've heard of as dusk falls that's I've never heard of that's any another thing of these too. Like, games before. I feel like this is just a way to like nominate weird indie games. Because weird yeah. indie like weird indie games is not a bad moniker. It's just that weird indie games are most likely the ones to have messages. I got nothing wrong with having a message in a game. Some messages need to be conveyed. Yes. You know? Yes. Um but this seems like a just a way to blow smoke up up your own ass. Oh, absolutely, you know? yeah. Look at us. We're nominating uh Games with messages. Their games are not just about killing things anymore. Yeah, uh, I can't vote because I don't know any of these. No. What's a good game that came out this year that had a good message? I'm looking at my list. I got nothing. <laughs> uh, uh, Shredder's Revenge. It shows that with uh, brotherhood, it can overcome robot ninjas. It should no 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 no. Okay. Shred, it's Shredder's Revenge because they finally let April be a, uh, be a playable character, and it shows that girls can kick just as much ass as yes. uh, four giant reptiles. There you go. I was gonna say Cult of the Lamb, Hail Satan. Uh, there you go. All right, we got best ongoing. Okay, I like this. I actually like this, this yeah, category. This is a category that makes sense because games are ongoing now. Yeah, because games changed year to year yeah and a game might have come out two years ago but it's huge now and yeah. way different than it was and a good example final fantasy 14 famously had a disastrous launch it was like with a worst game of worst reviewed game of the year worst review game in the entire final fantasy series they took a they took two years to fix it and now it is one of the best mmos on the market right now I, I think my favorite example of a game like that is Rainbow Six Siege. Yes, that, that game came out and too, I yeah. hated it. And then all of a sudden it had a huge boom after a mm-hmm. while. That's not here. But we have Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. Yeah. Uh, Fortnite, that's just, I feel like that's a game that is definitely ongoing. Yeah. I don't think it had a particularly good year this year. <laughs> yeah. I think it's been falling off. To be fl- I mean, it did have the no build mode. Yeah. Which was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think it's had better years. But, like, even so, like, what... Do you think... Like, Fortnite is probably, like, what else can they do with that game? You know? It's done all it can no, do. No they build. Just, they just got to add characters now. That's it. Well, okay. So, Destiny 2, I would love for it to be Destiny 2. Right. But... uh I'm waiting for like a big, huge moment in Destiny 2 to jump back into it. Yeah. Apex Legends did have a really big resurgence in a huge year this year. Yeah. So I'm inclined to vote for that. Genshin Impact is also another great one. But that company just made a new game that is basically uh, Genshin Impact, but uh, Cyberpunk. Oh. So 
I don't know about Genshin Impact. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for Apex Legends. All right. There I you think go. they had a really big research. Also, it came out for the Switch this year. Yes, I remember that. Uh was that this year? I think it was. I think it was too. Next. All right. Best indie game. Now this is what we like to see. Yes. Uh Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. None of these seem like indie games. Yes. All of these you know, seem you're like right. really high budget indie games. These are like, you know, the classic double A games. Yeah, or from triple I. Triple I, yes. They're ba- that's basically the same thing now. Um, well, I guess that's just, that also kind of speaks to the way like India has changed over the years because India yeah. used to be something that looked like, you know, a Super Nintendo game, but like for adults with a yeah. super serious message. And now you got like, a weird anime game. You got a game as a cat. You got a you got a fucking beat 'em up in there. <laughs> I actually played all of these except Sifu. Really? I really do want to play Sifu. It's on Switch now, isn't it? Yeah, I'm yeah. not playing the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> no shot. It's on PC, right? I'll play the I'll gladly play it on PC. Yeah. Um I feel like I would really like Sifu. I love all of these were great except for Stray. I don't think Stray right. was that great. Um, I, I feel like there's got there again, I think that there needs there, if this is going to be the indie category, there needs to be an indie category because <laughs> these are too big. These games, yeah. we need another category for even smaller indie games, like right. games made by like just a handful of people. All of these, I mean, I really liked Cult of the Lamb. I really liked Neon White. I really liked Tunic and Stray was fine. I... I'm having a toss-up between Cult of the Lamb and Neon White because Cult of the Lamb was also really good. Yeah. But I think that my experience was just heightened because of the Twitch integration. The Twitch right, integration right. was really good because like, you could have people in Twitch chat in your cult. That was really cool. Yeah. But Neon White, I think, as a game was better. Okay. like it, The gameplay is awesome and very unique. Got it. I never... If you show me... I don't know. It's it's hard to describe, but like, it's super different the way right. that it's played. It's it's basically like a speed running. It's just a speed run. It, it's a game that makes you want to speed run. Got it. Got it. And it's way different than anything I've played recently. So I'm 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 clicking on that again. That might be my game of the year period. <laughs> so if it's got to be indie game, then it's the indie game of the year. Yeah. Next is best mobile game. Uh oh! I've played a game on this. Marvel Snap. I have played Marvel Snap. I don't understand why you people think it's fun. <laughs> I was going to say, because I see a lot of stuff on Twitter. A lot of people playing on it's Twitter. It's just like, you know, you tap the screen and it's like, make sure you got the higher numbers and like move your numbers over to these numbers, but watch out for these numbers. Like, who has fun with that? Are you versing somebody? I'm I'm against the computer so far. Okay. Have you ever far played enough? Hearthstone? No. I liked Hearthstone and I wasn't expecting to like Hearthstone, okay. but I liked Hearthstone. Uh, I don't know if it's like that. It feels like a, it's a card game, right? Yeah, it's a card game. Okay. I don't know. So you don't like it? I don't like it. Okay. I don't like it. Uh, I haven't played Apex Legends Mobile. I heard Diablo Immortal was a good game ruined by microtransactions. Yes, that's what I've heard. Uh, what's this one with the girl's butt? Tower, Tower of Fantasy. Fantasy. That is a weeb game. Of course. Uh... I'm inclined to say Genshin Impact. I think the mobile version of that's really good. Yeah. 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 And it's seamlessly integrated with all the other consoles okay. that it's on. There you go. So I'm voting for that. What's next? 
uh, best community, community support. support. Recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency, and response in this include inclusive of social media activity and game updates and patches. I don't think Fortnite belongs there. <laughs> I don't know if they have a good community support. No. Uh, uh, Destiny did, but the guy, the main guy, Deej, left, uh-huh. and I don't know what it's like anymore. Apex Legends, I feel like, probably does. No Man's Sky has been supported. That might have been better for best ongoing game. Yeah. Because that got fixed really good. I don't yeah. know about community support for that. Final Fantasy XIV might be it. Yeah. I think I think you're right. Because like they're always like tweeting out uh new things and like uh you know DLC for it and like reaching out to like players who have issues and stuff. That's what I think of community support. I think of uh doing certain things for the community like events mm-hmm. and stuff for players and also for streamers and to support them to get their communities to be involved in the game so that's why i'm like not i don't think fortnite or no man's sky yeah. belongs i'm doing final fantasy all right innovation in accessibility recognizes software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward in adding features technology and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience i think the best uh accessibility options in any game is the last of us series yes they're here mm-hmm. but it's last of us part one yes which is basically the same as the last of us part two mm-hmm. so i don't know if i want to vote for it right uh i have heard god of war had really good accessibility features uh i don't know about as dusk falls or monkey island or the quarry i wish that if you hover over it they would tell you why it was nominated for these that things. would be nice so yeah, I might skip this one. I, I feel like God of War probably has great accessibility yeah. options compared to everything. I, it, it, huge AAA games should have, have the resources yeah. to have great accessibility options. Yeah. And that's what Naughty Dog mm-hmm. does. And, you know, Naughty Dog and Sony Santa Monica, they're Sony-owned studios. It shouldn't be that hard for Sony Santa Monica to call Naughty Dog and say, hey, give us your accessibility features. Yeah. You know? I'm gonna I'm gonna skip it. Okay. Uh, Best VR or AR game. Okay, I right. can't. Yeah, I can't speak to any of these. Can't speak to any of these. I've I played I, Moss One. True. So have I. Moss is fantastic. Yes. I hope that wins. Among Us VR though is probably the the, yeah. the one that's gonna win. That mm-hmm. I mean, Among Us won a few years ago, didn't it? I think so. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm skipping this one. There's also so there's After the Fall, Among Us VR, Bone Lab, which is probably good. Yeah, Moss Book Two and Red Matter Two, which I don't know about. Uh, so I'm gonna skip this one. Yeah. Somebody in the chat says uh, Unbroken Al uh, Unbroken Alchemy says I just listened to your Game of the Year episode from last year, and your comments about Destiny, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky were exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> Not much changes around. Yeah, here. you know they say the more things change. This is what I do. I play a game once, and then that's my opinion on it for the rest of my life. (laughs) Best action game. Uh, Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. I feel like action game, they always put what should have also been in Game of the Year. Yeah. This is like the makeup for Game of the Year. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I have not played Bayonetta 3. No, I'd imagine it's not that different from Bayonetta 1 and 2. That's a series like... that game. The first game starts over the top 
Mm-hmm. Where do you go from there? I don't know. I, I only played a little bit of Shredder's Revenge. I only played it at a convention. I didn't actually like play the game. I mean, I, I played it. That actually should have got nominated for Best Art Direction because it looks exactly yeah. like the cartoon. That's yeah. well, it, The animation is incredible yeah. in that game. Um, it's very good. It's very... It, it's, it's what I would call like an action game like boiled down to its essentials like it has like you know collectibles you can find and like some like has a map screen and stuff but it's also like for the most part a no bullshit action game go to the right kill everything in your path try not to die right. so i feel like uh yeah bayonet is like over the top call of duty's call of duty yeah sifu might be the definition of an action game well sifu has also has like a good gimmick you know, every time you die, you age, and you only have True. a finite amount of time to beat the game. So at least that's that's pushing the genre forward in an interesting way. Yeah, you know, you can say the same thing about Neon White too. That's my favorite game of the year, mm-hmm. but I don't see action is it's a hard thing to define because there's yeah. you're doing action in Neon White. It's an action game, but for whatever reason, there's I feel like there's more action in Sifu. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, the, the description is for the best game in the action genre focused primarily in on combat. Then we're going with Seafood. Okay. Because Neon White, the plat- there's a lot of platforming. Okay. And and like you you use enemies and abilities to platform. So I'm going with Seafood. Okay. Next is best action adventure. Uh, combining- and that's and this is fucking stupid. Combining this traversal with puzzle solving. <laughs> It, this says it combines combat with traversal and puzzle solving, but fucking that's, that's fucking neon white. That's, that's fuck, exactly what neon white is. That's fucking every game. That's fucking every AAA game is an action game with traversal and puzzle solving. Well, well, okay, God of War, it has combat, and then it also has traversal and puzzle solving. Right, neon white is you're doing combat while traversing and also puzzle solving. Right. You're doing all of those things at the exact same time, which is why the game is so good. Yeah. That should fucking be here. If that's your definition of action adventure game, Neon White wins this. Yeah. Stray, fuck you. There's, no, <laughs> not a, there's like, there's like yeah, four there's, seconds of combat. There's in no that game. action in that game. You no. can't. Uh,. I was like, way to throw a bone to Tunic here. I would say Tunic <laughs> is probably the best definition of an action adventure game because it emulates like classic Zelda games, which yes. were action adventure. That those yes. were actual adventures. You were going on adventures. I'll give it a Tunic, fine, because I'm sick of the friggin' triple uh, A formula of yeah. of combat puzzle, combat puzzle, because the puzzles just slow down the combat. Yeah. Anyway. I'm giving it a tunic. Right. Best role-playing game. Elden Ring, Live Alive, Pokemon Legends, Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I have my gripes with Legends Arceus. Yeah. Um, I feel like most people do. I feel like Live Alive, that's the one everybody loved. Everybody played that loved it. Yeah. But I, but you you know if you're not going to like that game. Like, mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to like yeah. it, so I'm not going to play it. Elden Ring, I mean, yeah, it's an RPG. Yeah. But, like, when I think RPG, I'm thinking, like, turn-based stuff. Yeah. Well, no, I don't think that's fair, because, like, a lot of RPGs now are, like, you know, real-time combat, especially Western RPGs. I, I think the term RPG is very broad. I do think that Elden Ring is the definition of an RPG. Right. But uh, for some reason, 
the stigma is turn-based. Well, because that's what it was, especially JRPGs for a very yeah. long time. I don't know. I don't think Arceus... Arceus, Arceus, I don't think that takes yeah. it at all. Um, I'm going to skip it. I'm okay. going to completely skip it. Uh, best fighting game. Uh, DNF Duel, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, King of Fighters 15, Multiverses, and Sifu. Pause. <laughs> I know where I know where you're going. Wait, so Sifu is both an action game and a fighting game now. It is not a fighting it is game. Not... Period. Yeah, <laughs> when you say a fighting game is a clearly defined genre of video game is that it? you specifically say in the description the best game designed primarily for head-to-head combat. In Sifu, you're fighting a bunch of people at once. So, fighting game, according to Wikipedia, also known as versus fighting game, is a genre of video game that involves combat between two or more players. Right. Already, yeah. Already, yeah. Sifu is not it, because that's yeah. a one-guy <laughs> game. That's a one-player, you're playing by yourself. Yeah. Fighting game combat often features mechanics such as blocking, grappling, counterattacking, and chain attacks together into combos. Okay, you yeah, you can do that in a game like Sifu, but you can also do that in a side-scrolling beat-em-up, which is basically what Sifu is. Yeah, so if Sifu's here, why isn't Treasure's Adventure? Exactly. A Sifu does not deserve to be here. No, Sifu does not deserve to be um, here. Uh, I don't know anything about any of these other games except for multiverses, and yeah. I feel like that is probably not the best fighting game, because that is not a good game. <laughs> It's popular though. People like are playing it and enjoying it. It's 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 memeable. It's That's memeable what it is. is is so. why is where the fun comes from. Yeah. I don't think as a as a well designed game, probably not. Right. Um, I feel like I don't, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle Arc is that really that good? Isn't that a remake? Probably. That was a remake. King of Fighters 15 and DNF Duel, probably. King of Fighters, like, that's... that's. I mean, we're on the 15th one. That's, the game's been around forever. Uh, it's the perennial, always the bridesmaid, never the bride type of situation. Okay. Like, no, you know what I mean. Like, it's... Like, people like it and they'll play it, but, like, as soon as a new Street Fighter drops, man, fuck you, King of Fighters. Yeah, that's true. So. All right, I'm skipping this. <laughs> I don't have enough data. Best family game. Aw, family we got kirby uh, in the forgotten land we got lego star wars the skywalker saga we got mario plus rabbit sparks of hope that game came out like yes fart in the wind <laughs> i'm surprised too didn't hear anything about it yeah. after the day it came out uh nintendo switch sports and splatoon 3 we yes. got a lot of nintendo well nintendo is the platform for babies bob i don't know if you remember that yeah why the f- <sighs> this bothers me because kirby in the forgotten land is a genuinely incredible game yeah and it's it's relegated to the family category and that's it yeah that this deserves a little more credit than that yeah um i feel like this could go to the skywalker saga because it is like of all these games it is the most game okay (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean kind of so i i think that um that was highly anticipated that was like uh delayed for a long time yeah Nintendo Switch Sports, I wanted to be better than it was. I yeah. wanted it to be really good, and it really wasn't that great. Uh, I'm still waiting for golf. Where's golf? Yeah, I'm surprised it's not been added yet. It's we're in, in November. Yeah. Uh, and Splatoon three, I don't think that's a good family game. I think that's yeah. just a good versus game. Yeah, it's a good game for friends, but like, 
you know, that playing with your friends is one thing versus playing with your family, you know? Yeah, playing we, with, like, kids. Is when stuff. you think about, like, playing with your family, you're thinking of more, like, you know, co- uh, co-op-centric game. Yeah. You know? In that, so I do think that... So, yeah, I don't think Mario plus Rabbids is good either for that. I think Kirby kind of is, but Lego Star Wars... Is, I think the Lego games are some of the best co-op games. Yeah. So I'll give it to, I'll give it to Lego Star Well, then Nintendo Switch Sports is good to play with the family. True. Wii Sports yes. was the shit. Yes. I'm still giving it to Lego Star Wars. Uh, best sim slash strategy game? I am not... Uh, Dune, Spice Wars, Mario plus Rabbit, Sparks of Hope, Total War, Warhammer 3, Two Points Campus, and Victoria 3. Uh, I hear great things about Mario plus Rabbids in the strategy category. Yes. I'm skipping this. I'm not uh, equipped yeah. for strategy. Best sports slash racing game. We got F1 22. We got FIFA 23. NBA 2K 23. Gran Turismo 7. And Ali Ali World. That is, without a doubt, the we need a wild card yeah. sports title. Oh, there's this weird indie skateboarding game. Give it to them. That is what that I'm is. I'm inclined to give it to them. You should give it to them because <laughs> it's F1 22, FIFA 23, NBA 2K 23, Gran Turismo 7. How many of those fucking games have we gotten over the years? And here's a genuinely new, interesting, unique take on the skateboarding genre. Yeah, I mean, Gran... If it's not Ali Ali World, I would have given it to Gran Turismo Seven because at least you know mm-hmm. it, it. It's not something we get every year, you know. Yeah. But I'm gonna give it to Ali Ali World. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, best multiplayer game. Uh, Modern Warfare Two, Multiverses, Overwatch Two, Splatoon Three, and Shredder's Revenge. I have not played Shredder's Revenge multiplayer. I have. I played local. Yeah. Um, with Dan. So I played that. I played Overwatch 2. I played Splatoon 3. I did not play Call of Duty yet. Um, I've heard the multiplayer in Call of Duty is the multiplayer in Call of Duty. That's why I haven't played it because I'm waiting for Warzone. So I don't want to give it a Call of Duty until Warzone 2 comes out. Um, Splatoon 3 is very good. Mm -hmm. I think it could have been better. I think it is a lot of copy and paste from from the second game. Overwatch 2 is also pretty good. It got a lot of shit, but I think it's pretty good. Huh. I don't know what to do here yeah i uh, might i might abstain from this one too okay that's fine abstaining is not a problem because I, I i these aren't what is my favorite my favorite multiplayer game of the year is valorant that did not come out this year <laughs> content creator of the year i noticed there is a big omission here. yes yeah yeah I hate this. <laughs> a certain two brothers are not, yeah. not a part of this. Come on, man. So, for content creator of the year, let's read the definition. For a streamer or content creator who has made an important and positive impact on the community in 2020. Oh, it's because we say fuck. It's because we say fuck. We said it a few times <laughs> yeah. this year. Carl Jacobs, I think, has not posted, like, at <laughs> all. I don't... I, yeah, I don't... Is he the one? People were... were Carl Jacobs. I don't know. I think he's like just on other people's stuff. I don't think he actually. Yeah, look on YouTube. Everything's from last year. Okay, so definitely not him. So I, I don't understand what that's about. Yeah. Uh, I I think, but he I have seen him on other people's streams. Uh, maybe he just streams. I don't know. Maybe Ludwig had a pretty big year. Did he switch to YouTube this year or last? I think year? so. I think it was this year. He had a huge year. Nobelian, I think people. 
I saw particularly OJ Player Essence was shitting mm-hmm. on this because all he does is repost news on Twitter. Yeah. But he did a really good job. Of yeah. <laughs> and he, he, I think he was a very big, iconic games media person on Twitter. Yes. Because of how quickly and how on top of things he was. Yes. I frequently went to his threads as recaps for events mm-hmm. for the show too. Yeah. Um. So I do think he was a, a big. He had a big impact on mm-hmm. on the the gaming community, or at yeah. least the way that I consumed content. Uh. And he recently just quit. He yeah. quit like a like a like a week ago. Yeah. Or, or something. He just said, "I'm so, out. I'm done." Thanks, Elon. <laughs> we do think it. Yeah. It was the day Elon took over. Yeah. Um. But he just said, I'm going to focus on personal stuff. Goodbye. And he just went dark. He didn't yeah. give any reasoning. He was just like, goodbye. Uh, so I think that's probably why he's here. And also because Jeff Keighley probably is very familiar with him. Yeah. Because he's part of the games industry. I think it's a little ridiculous to say that his work wasn't content. You know, it definitely changes what you think of a content creator, of what a content creator is. Because usually you think of like somebody who post videos or pictures of themselves and stuff. And he wasn't doing that. He was posting news. Yeah. Which, you know, it it's it's a necessary thing because, like, you know, you, you got YouTubers who post the news, but they're content creators because they make videos of themselves doing it's, it. I think the difference... Well, here's a question. Are we creating content right now? Yes. Because usually what we do is we just read other people's articles. Yeah. <laughs> kind of what we're doing now the difference i think is that youtubers will add their own commentary that's what i was gonna say yeah like we we give like and he did kind of yeah it was mostly just reposting stuff Mm -hmm. i think that that is content creation i think what he because he's aggregating Mm -hmm. and there are people who do that for websites like ign like i think they got in trouble because they posted and they posted uh they were looking for an a- somebody to aggregate news. Yeah. And it was like 20 bucks an article. But you're yeah. literally just saying this happened and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, So you're not adding anything. You're just doing what Nobelian did. So that yeah. I think that there's uh, uh, merit to what he did. No Brew, I don't know him at all. Right. Uh, and Cutie Cinderella, that's Ludwig's girlfriend. Okay. And she made a lot of different... She handled a lot of different events uh on twitch for for other twitch streamers and stuff um i think she did a really good job this year i think she had a big year i think she made some great events i do think that a lot of her events are just like she's friends with all the big streamers so it's just like here's all the big streamers hanging out you know so i don't want to give her too much credit i mean she puts a lot of work into the events that she does but at the same time it's like how much work do you need to do to get all of your friends <laughs> yeah. in a room you know so i don't know i want to give it a nebellion just do for it. the fuck just of it. Do it i yeah. do think if was this year the year that ludwig switched to youtube because i think that he deserves a little bit too but i kind of want to give it to give nebellion. It to nebellion he's clearly your favorite i genuinely used his content a lot yeah so and 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 it's made he wouldn't have been on this list if he didn't quit Twitter a week ago. Probably not. Yeah. But uh, and I probably wouldn't have given it to him if he didn't quit <laughs> Twitter a week ago. It was last year, last November that Love the Week switched. Okay, then fuck him. Then, <laughs> then it's Nebellion. I don't want to keep. I don't want to discredit Cutie for no uh, yeah. the events that she did. 
Uh, but again, it's, she even says, she admitted, like, she made a, a, a streamer awards, like, her mm-hmm. own version. And it's literally just her friends. Yeah. So. Uh, best debut indie. Neon White, Norco, Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors. For the best debut game created by a new independent studio. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that applies to all of them. So Stray was co-developed with Annapurna, or was it published? Published by probably published by Annapurna. Okay, because yeah. that bothers me. Because Annapurna is a well-established yes. studio. Yeah. Um, I heard crazy things about Vampire Survivors. Yeah, same. I've heard it's like very popular. I again, Neon White is my favorite. Uh-huh. I think Vampire Survivors might need to get the win here because of really? how impactful it was. Yeah. You have like a million concurrence at one point. Okay. So I feel like that's got to take it. Uh, all right. We're all, we're, we're getting, we're making headway yeah. here. Best adaptation. Recognizing outstanding creative work that faithfully and authentically adapts a video game to another entertainment medium. This would not have been a category five years ago. <laughs> this is very interesting. Oh, one year ago wouldn't have been a category. True. Yeah. This is an interesting one. And there's some great stuff here. Yeah. Arcane uh, Legend. League of Legends. League of Legends. Is, did that come out this year? Yeah. Okay. I heard that was incredible. Yeah. Cyberpunk Edge Runners, I also heard was incredible. The Cuphead Show, I don't know what I Yeah, heard I haven't heard any. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, still haven't seen it. Yep. Uncharted, should not. Absolutely, absolutely not. not I don't there. think anybody liked that movie. So Cyberpunk, I feel like, I feel like, Arcane Legend uh, League of Legends is probably the best one here. Yeah. But it came out a while ago, like earlier in the yeah. year, and Cyberpunk is brand new and fresh. I w- I'm inclined to like give the edge to Cyberpunk because of what you just said. Um because they use France Ferdinand's this fire as the opening song. Okay, so uh, but also this game, this this show did a lot to bring people back to playing the game. True. You know. The biggest disappointment of 2020. Yeah, they probably... Uh, so here, here, hold on. The, the definition of best adaptation according to the Game Awards is recognition, recognizing outstanding creative work that faithfully and authentically adapts a video game to another entertainment medium. Mm-hmm. Does Cyberpunk faithfully and authentically adapt the video game? Because I think it makes it a lot better. <laughs> So I don't. It's different. It's different. Okay. Okay. Counterpoint. They put Sifu in best fighting game. So clearly they are not playing by their own rules. All right. All right. You're not wrong there. I'll, I'll, I mean, so it 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 enhanced Cyberpunk yes. for sure. Also, Arcane League of Legends. League of Legends. It's like it's fucking like top down strategy. Yeah. How are you gonna faithfully adapt that? So whatever. Uh, it's going with Cyberpunk. Next, most anticipated game. This is a stupid award. Do they do this for movies? No. No, the, well, they, they do this in every game award. Yeah. It, all right, what are you looking forward to the most? Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Starfield, or Legend of Zelda? Now we have an actual title. Your most anticipated Resident Evil 4. No. No? No. I think the most anticipated out of all of these is either Starfield or Zelda. Yeah. In my world, it's Zelda. Well, I think... I don't know if it's Starfield because it got delayed, and I don't think people are as hyped about it as they once were. Well, Zelda got delayed. 
but True, people but are still kind of hyped about it. That's Zelda. This is Starfield. This is a Bethesda made game. It's a Todd Howard Bethesda game, and those games have been uh, buggy and glitchy and disappointing like this past generation. So like they're they're already starting like on a down note. Okay. So also it's the first Todd Howard Bethesda game post Microsoft acquisition, so it's going to be an Xbox exclusive. So that has a lot of writing on it. I don't think people are as excited for it as they once were because of that. I'm going for Zelda. Okay. Best esports game for the game that has delivered the best overall esports experience to the players, including inclusive of tournaments, community support, and content updates, irrespective of genre or platform. Uh, people still playing some of these That's games? That's a long definition. Counter-Strike Global Offensive? Okay, Dota Two. I mean, Counter Strike has a huge community. It does. It's, no, it does. It, it's an old game. Yeah. Uh, Dota Two, League of Legends, Rocket League, and Valorant. I have to vote for Valorant because it's literally the only thing right. that I've ever seen any esport of. Yeah. Again, like I don't know anybody who's still playing Rocket League or Dota Two. I sports. never, ever, ever see Smash Brothers in this category. There's never any Smash Brothers esports. That's because like Nintendo's weird thing with esports. So. Know? I know. So we gotta fight against that. Yeah. It should be Smash Brothers should be here. Best esports athlete. Oh god, I'm not gonna know any of these people. <laughs> Do we even want to read these? Uh, we got we got Chovy, we got Faker, we got Kerrigan, we got Simple, and we got Yay. Um chat, you tell us who to vote for. I hear good things about Faker. Yeah. Literally the only guy I've ever heard of. I'm getting next. Best esports team. I'm also not gonna know any of these. Uh, Dark Zero Esports, Phase Clan. Okay, no. Gen G, LA Thieves, and Loud. Loud. I only know of LA Thieves. I'm skipping. Yeah. Uh, best Esports Coach. I don't know these fucking people either. <laughs> I'm skipping that. Uh, best Esports Event. Evo, Evo 2022. There you go. Uh, 2020. But I don't think Smash wasn't there at all. I don't think so. Uh, League of Legends World Championship 2022, PGL Major Antwerp 2022, the 2022 Midseason Invitational, Valorant Champions 2022. I saw a little bit of Evo, but I'm not. I'm not voting for that. Yeah. All right, and that's it. There you go. Those are the game awards. I voted for 16 out of the 31 awards. <laughs> that's how little I was into these games yeah and yeah. for the game stuff it was all the same games yeah i feel like that's the biggest disappointment because like award shows are supposed to like celebrate the medium as a whole so there should be like a wide swath of like nominees and selections and stuff but it's always, it's always like the same handful yeah of things so especially like this year for this particular award show yeah. and like award shows in general are really just like you know the industry patting themselves on the back. It's the same thing with the Grammys and the Oscars and the Emmys and stuff. Um, but this, this just feels like the most egregious example of it yeah. this year. So, yeah, I'm not, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of the game awards. I like watching it. It's a nice spectacle. I like the announcements. That they make well, there. that's I, the big thing. Like you're watching the game awards primarily for in the announcements. Yeah. It's mostly just a long commercial. I think it's a nice show. And I do like, talking about the games that get yeah. nominated and stuff um i am 
I don't know if it's a commentary on the Game Awards themselves or a commentary on the industry as a whole. Uh, like, the type of games that get nominated. Yeah. I feel like there just wasn't anything good this year. I that feel like too. there was a lot yeah. of just, just fluff. Yeah. And they didn't really have a lot to work with. So, yeah. The only real criticism I have... It, it, so the... I mean, like the game, like the big game of the years. I'm disappointed. There's a lot of AAA fluff, but like yeah. that's just how the industry is. Yeah. My biggest criticism with the Game Awards is that the indie category was a lot of expensive games. Like yeah. they're not like true indies. There should be another category for even smaller games. Uh, and fucking Seafood's not a fighting game. Yeah, that's really my biggest criticisms. <sighs> anyway, it's been a while. Why don't we read notifications? Yes, let's do that. Uh, I don't know how to do that even. Uh, we got Alec is baking with 25 months. Brothers in the same room couldn't be me and my brothers. <laughs> Jin Wong, thanks for the 20 months. 20 months and still loving the content. Well, thank you. Valiant Paradox, thanks for the seven months. 16-bit Gambit, thanks for the 18 months. Wordle, the true game of the year. That's yeah. true. Yeah. But that came out last year, didn't it? Well, I mean, it's been out for a long time, but yeah. it was discovered last year, wasn't it? I think so. I've been playing it. I still yeah. play it every day. I missed the day and I like fell, fell off the wagon like hard. Now, what, me and Hannah play it every day. Right. But now we play the world. We play the mini, which is a mini crossword. Uh-huh. And then there's a game called Guess the Dot Game. Guess uh-huh. the game. Yeah. Guess the Dot Game. I play that every day. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> they give you a close-up screenshot of a game. Uh-huh. And then you get six tries, and like it, it gives you a different screenshot every time. Okay. My, f- I've gotten a a bunch in one shot, and they're like <laughs> wacky. I got one that was a tree, and I it was League of Legends. Wow. I've never fucking played League of Legends yeah. before in my <laughs> life. Anyway, um, I feel like most people here would probably be pretty good at guess the game. Um, Seth films Twitch. Uh, thank you for the 13 months. I got chills seeing the boys back together for a Wolf Den podcast in a basement. Well, get yep, used get to it. Get used to it. Brutal Beast 12, thanks for the 25 months. Hey, Bob and Will, what version of Pokemon y'all getting? I actually pre-ordered it today. I'm getting the Violet version. I'm not getting either. <laughs> I'm getting Violet. Don't yell at me for pre-ordering. I'm doing it because I want the game early and there's a special right. system I have to do. Uh... I'm getting Violet because I like the Violet version of the Mega Man Pokemon. He's like purple. He's <laughs> yeah, got sword yeah. hands. Um, Hypersechi. Thank you for the nine months. Sometimes it looks like the Oscars for animated movie where people admitted not watching the movies. Yeah, well, that was a, well that's a lot of categories that the Oscars voters will be like, I didn't, I didn't watch any of these movies. <laughs> then they shouldn't vote. Yeah, well, they, well they do. That's fucked up. Yeah, it is fucked up. They shouldn't the be Oscars have a lot of problems like that. Um, Kikoba, thanks for the 36 months. 36 months, it seems like only yesterday. One long, endless, inter- in- interminable yesterday. Thanks? <laughs> Ghost of Gordy, thanks for the 25 months. I missed the return of the Oreo taste test. Ah, piss. Well, you I've did. been tasting them yep. throughout the episode. <laughs> uh, the Konami Man. Thanks for gifting a sub to the Konami Man. No, to Conquer Soros. And the Konami Man, thanks for the seven months. Sorry, I always forget 
to re-up my Prime sub on time, so I give this up. Well, thank you. You don't have... Listen, as long as you're doing it at all, yes. we're happy. Thank you very much. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime, you link it to your Twitch, and you could support us for at no cost to you. It gives us money, so we can continue to have a nice little studio set. Mm -hmm. uh, also, wolfdenapparel.com. Yes. Those hats are not available. They are not. But this but... shirt's glow in the dark. It's cool. Look at it. Game Boy shirt. Anyway, uh, let's plow through the rest of this news as yes. quickly as possible because there's a lot and we only did one thing. <laughs> uh, let's do the Indie Direct, I guess, is more important. Yeah. Okay. Well, didn't, didn't you say there were PS Plus? Oh, Game yes, Pass? I did. Uh, PS Plus. We're extra. late in the month, aren't we? Yeah, they don't do them. They don't do them like at the beginning of the month anymore. They do those like in the middle. Ah, so let's do that now because that's pretty important. Mm -hmm. All right, so we got PlayStation Plus Extra games. Uh, yeah, these are the November. games that you get for if you're subscribed to PlayStation Plus Extra or Premium. Okay. Uh, I am, and I haven't touched it, so I should probably cancel that subscription. Yeah. Uh. <clears throat> Uh, so you get The Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim. Interesting. Uh, it's Rainbow Six Siege, which we were just talking about. I thought that was free to play. Uh, no. Oh, no, it's in Game Pass already. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 Remix, and Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, and Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, interesting. So the entire Kingdom Hearts saga. Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, uh, Oddworld Soulstorm, uh, Tom Clancy's The Division 2, uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Chorus, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, okay, uh, and The Gardens Between. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, also, they're added uh, the Ratchet & Clank games to uh, PlayStation Plus Premium. And also coming is two Earth Defense Force games and Oni Chanbara Origin. That's a... Uh... That's a weeb game. Yeah. I think there's boobies in it. Ooh. I like Which those. might be why they didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of boobs in that game. Oh, okay. yeah. Look at his boobies. Oh, yeah. Uh, Okay. That's a lot of games. Yeah. I, I think that PlayStation Plus Premium has a lot of great value. Mm -hmm. Division 2, I have to shit all over it. Um, Rainbow Six Siege. I mean, it's already on Game Pass. I think Elder Scrolls Skyrim is also on Game Pass. Well, yeah, because they own that studio now so that's interesting that they own that that's mm -hmm. microsoft studio yeah and it's on playstation plus see premium. sony they'll let you have call of duty yeah you're not allowed to bitch anymore because you're getting they seem to be playing very fair yeah i kind of want to try ghost recon but i feel like it's probably gonna be just like the division yeah uh cool all right what's what's for game pass uh well available now is that game pediment i was all telling you about Oh, and okay. Somerville, <clears throat> coming soon, Dune Spice Wars, uh, Ghost Lore, uh, Lapin, Norco, Gungrave Gore, the mm. new Gungrave game, that's going to launch on Game Pass, day one, uh, Insurgency, Sandstorm, Soccer Story, Warhammer 40k, Darktide, and that's it. So I played Gungrave Gore at a convention. Okay. It's very bad. Ooh, I'm very disappointed because <laughs> I really wanted to yeah. like that game. Uh, 
there's it was like a there's like a shitty cutscene. Oh. And then the gameplay feels very much like a PlayStation Two game. It looks like it exactly like it did on the PS2. But like it's like clunky and like uh, not good. It's yeah. it's bad. That they, they there is a huge missed opportunity. I'm yeah. very disappointed in it. Um and that was before it's released, obviously, but yeah. I don't feel like there's any fixing it. It doesn't look like <laughs> No, it's I mean I just saw like a gameplay reveal trailer and it looks exactly like it did on PS2. Like no they didn't change anything. I gotta play the PS2 version again because I feel like that was better. Yeah. But I think it's just maybe I things have changed in the twenty years since yeah, that game. Exactly. So yeah. and they didn't change anything. Yeah. Um But yeah, we really liked the PS2 game and the yeah. anime. Yes, the anime is probably my favorite anime. Uh Soccer Story? Yeah. I don't know Soccer Story. That's not the same that's not the same as golf story and sports story, right? No. It was home thinking is <laughs> looks very similar i'm sure it's very similar wait i think it might be what am i thinking of wait what are you thinking of there are a lot of Golf like story what's the one that's coming out for switch that was in the last indie. Hey, we're gonna talk about the indie yeah, world. Let's talk about it right talk now. About it right we'll now. learn all about it. Um, I don't know. Did any of these games excite you? Yes, actually. Really? Yes. Okay. Why? Uh, did you think it was bad indie world? I was just. I didn't see anything that like jumped out at me. There's a better uh, uh, list. Okay, I just literally grabbed the official Nintendo list. Uh, the in uh, the here it is. I'm gonna put it in the key. The, the okay. um, I'll put it right under it. It's a uh, Nintendo Life. Okay. The only it's it's all in order except for the second game that they put. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was I wasn't wrong. First game is Venba, which is a uh, it's basically cooking mama but Indian food. Yes. And that looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna play it, but it looks pretty cool. <laughs> Sports story. Is Sports yeah. story. So I wasn't wrong. Right. Sports story. Now that was actually the last game that they announced. That was the one yeah. more thing. I don't know why they put it second in this article. It was probably should have been first because it's the big, most important yeah. thing. Um, but that's the biggest. That's the biggest deal. One more thing. Yeah. That's one that every time there's an indie world, people are like we're a sports story. So uh, that is the sequel to Golf Story, mm-hmm. but with more sports. Yes. So. So soccer story does that have anything to do with this series of game i guess not i guess it's a separate thing anyway i'd like to try out sports story it'd be nice if there was a demo game called goodbye world which sees you play as like two game devs and they also play their game it's like a game boy game yeah uh then we have have a nice death this looks looks fucking awesome yeah this looks fun it looks like uh, uh, Hollow Knight, but with like very polished animations. Yeah. Uh, Aka, which I wasn't that into. Yeah. Uh, this seems like an isometric, like oh, it's not isometric. Well, it's a little isometric. Um, looks like a adventure puzzle game. Yeah. Uh, Pepper Grinder. This looks good. Looks awesome. This looks really good. This uh. 
it, it's a side scroller, but you use like the drill mm-hmm. as like a momentum mechanic, and you drill through like the environment. Yeah. It's also a weapon. It looks really fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, kind of reminds me a little of Sonic too, because of how fast it is. Yeah. Coffee Talk episode two, which people keep talking to us about, but this is, an, this is a yeah. sequel to Coffee Talk game. I've played the demo of Coffee Talk one, and yeah. this looks exactly the same. Yes. Uh, then we got Oni, which is Road to be the Mightiest Oni. Looks like um, s- something like uh, Wind Waker and Breath of the Wild yeah. like, combined. Mm-hmm. Um, Desta, the Memories Between. Now, I wasn't interested in this game until I heard that it was the developers of Monument Valley. Oh, yeah, that's right. It and, is a character-driven roguelike uh, basketball game. <laughs> uh, I thought it was more like dodgeball. I, I thought I thought I saw baskets. I could be wrong. No, I think they're hitting each other. Okay. I, I think it's a dodgeball game. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing is that like it's a strategy dodgeball. It's yeah. like a tactics dodgeball game so i don't know how i'm gonna feel about that but no. i have a little bit of faith in the monument valley devs because yeah. they're very good i'd like to play this on a phone yeah but uh i'll give it a try if it's on the phone a space for the unbound looks like uh this looks like a narrative yeah slice of life adventure that tells a story of overcoming anxiety depression and a relationship between a boy and a girl with supernatural powers so fun <laughs> uh door dog this looks very pretty yes it's a uh, very watercolor reminds me of that shin chan game <laughs> uh, a lot of pretty games here yeah well yeah botany manor which looks like a mist style game like a like a yeah like a puzzle find out what's going on where the fuck you are mm-hmm. once upon a jester i know nothing about this you game. play as a jester and you perform stage plays uh, Wood said he was really into this game because it looks like a parody of itself. Yeah. Uh, Rogue Legacy 2, which I'm surprised wasn't getting a lot of uh, love. I guess because the game's out already. It just yeah. what, is not on Switch. Well, it is now. It is now. Yeah. Uh, Bl- Blanc, which yeah. looks very pretty. They keep saying it's a heartfelt game, which means one of them's You're, not going to make yeah. it. <laughs> so I don't want to play this game. Yeah. But it looks like a good co-op mm-hmm. game. Uh, WrestleQuest. This was in like a one more thing. Yeah, so, this was in like the montage. Yeah, I feel like they didn't spend enough time. Yeah, I mean, pro wrestling RPG fantasy uh, where you could play with Macho Man, Randy Savage, Andre the Giant, and other real iconic wrestlers. I just noticed that they are stylized like action figures. Oh, yeah. You can see... Uh, They're like elbow joints. Yeah, that's cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, it looks cool if you're into wrestling. Yes. You are. Yes. Will you play this? Uh, I'll, if there's a demo, I'll check it out. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Wobble Dogs. Uh, I think this was another montage game. Yeah. Looks silly. Uh, Storyteller. Uh, not not interested. Uh, World of Horror looks like uh, Junji Ito style. Yeah. Like a manga type like point and click adventure, I'll say. Uh-huh. Uh looks kind of cool. Uh Sea of Curse of the Sea Curse of the Sea Rats. Mm-hmm. I'm not in love with the art style of the game. Yeah. It looks like it could be fun. 
but I don't love the art style. Uh, it's a side scroller. Yeah. Inscription is like a weird and wacky card game. And a a little to the left is like unpacking, but, but like but your cat can like interfere with your. It's it's mostly puzzles. Yeah, but it's like weird puzzles because like you organize things the way that that feels satisfying to you. Okay, so can you lose? I don't know. I guess you lose if you can't stop your cat from messing <laughs> up your. Uh, and that was it. Yeah. And the big one more thing was sports story. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot there that I'm very interested in. There's like maybe like a handful of games. Uh, Pepper Drill, like definitely like at the top. Pepper Grinder. Pepper Grinder, yeah. I googled Pepper Grinder to find a picture of it, and I just got a bunch of pictures of Pepper Grinder. Yeah. I did not like the last Indie World, so I am happier now. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. Uh. That's it for the indie world. Yeah, I, I, I actually liked it. I think there's a lot there that I want to play, especially compared to the last one. I want to really quickly. Uh, I guess we should thank some notifications real quick. Uh, Mecha Dragon X for 50 months. I almost forgot to use my Prime sub too. Thanks for doing it. I'm mm-hmm. glad I could remind you. And Kate, Caleb Fox, thanks for the five months. Have you all ever dabbled with 35 millimeter photography? I recently bought a rangefinder with some black and white film, and I'm excited as well as terrified to get my shots developed. Why terrified? I mean, with you know the classic with film, you don't know what you're taking until you get it back, so you don't know if it's going to be good or not. Let it be bad. Yeah, just let it it's happen. Fine. You won't know until it's done. I do have a friend who still dabbles in 35 millimeter. Like he has like it's just a regular point and shoot, but he, like he takes like film pictures i've never gone and gone i mean i, I don't want to say never but not since like high school yeah have i gone and gotten film developed yeah except for like uh i got that like fuji instax printer and i printed a bunch of stuff but you mm-hmm. can print it from your phone so you literally take a picture of your phone and you print yeah. out a polaroid that's pretty cool but uh yeah i've never done any film photography like no. really Anyway, uh, real quick, let's talk about Anbernic. Yes. They're uh, a company that makes a lot of portable emulators. They make too many. Mm-hmm. Last week, we talked about uh, Retroid. Yes. Because they made the Retroid Pocket 3, and then they immediately made the Retroid Pocket 3 Plus. Mm-hmm. Anbernic just made a fucking console, <laughs> and they're making a whole nother one now. That's, I think, just as cheap, and uh, it is directly competing with the Retroid Pocket 3 Plus. So Retro Dodo has an article here that says, So here we are again introducing another new Anbernic handheld console this year, this time the RG505. They also have terrible names for these yes. things. Just to catch you up, in 2022 alone, Anbernic has... Re- so in 2022, this year... Ambernick has released RG300X, RG552, RG503, RG353P, and their portable gaming PC, the Win600. Oh, don't forget the RG353M, which we absolutely love, says Retro Dodo. We can say... So wait, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six things they released this year. And And they're all basically the same. People wonder why they don't take this stuff seriously. (laughs) Yeah. I used to love Ambernick. Ambernick was my had my favorite portable emulator. Yeah. Uh, and then they just kept fucking releasing them. So <laughs> and I think one of the ones they released earlier this year was a dud. So I just abstained. Yeah. 
Also, like, I don't want to keep getting these because then my channel is just going to be a fucking Ambernick channel. Yeah. I can't just keep getting them if there's, like, incremental updates. Anyway, what we can say is that at least Ambernick has seemed to return to their iconic console design of the RG351P and 351MP that made them one of the best on the scene. I don't know if that makes it better or worse, but let's wait to see what they go with it. It's not a terrible, it's not terrible so far. Fingers crossed for a classic Ambernick masterpiece. This YouTube video also released recently and gives us a new look at the device. The fucking thing looks almost identical to a Retroid Pocket 3. I can't tell these things apart anymore. This, it's just, it's just uh, a little taller. Yeah. I'm not going to put it on screen, but you can see it. You can barely see it. <laughs> but it looks like a Retroid Pocket 3. Yeah. Uh, the, I'll keep reading, but uh, as of the 14th of November, we have been gifted with the release of the RG 505 promo video. This shows off the finished design alongside a first reveal uh, at the official specifications. The recent video focuses on a, ma a few major features, which is different from their last video, which seems to focus on emulation performance and gameplay testing. You can view it here. It announced that it can play the best PSP games in two times native resolution, which is a big deal, uh, which is admittedly a great feature and one of uh, one that we are excited to put to the test in our upcoming review. Alongside that announcement, we are were shown that it will be using Android 12, blah, blah, blah. One of the favorite features uh, recently reviewed RG353M was the fact that it used new upgraded Hall joysticks that's the magnetic joystick yes. that won't drift. From the video, it looks like the RG505 will also be using these high-quality Hall joysticks. Um, I'm not going to keep reading here. It's right. It's got a lot of cool shit on the inside. Uh, it can play. It should be able to play the best PS2 games and GameCube games. Mm -hmm. So that is a big deal. It's also competitively priced i think it's 148 dollars, which is around the same as the retroid pocket 3 plus right and they did that on purpose if the retroid pocket 3 plus wasn't announced they would have charged a lot more money for this yeah. um the only thing i saw on twitter was that this thing i think has a vita screen Interesting. Which is why it might be a big deal. Yeah. I think a Vita OLED. People kept saying Vita screen, but I guess it's the OLED screen. Yeah, probably, because like the second version of the Vita had an LCD screen. Nobody gave a shit about that. This article doesn't say anything about the Vita screen, right. but I'm pretty sure it has a Vita screen. Okay. And that's the only compelling thing about this. Right. I already pre-ordered the stupid Retroid Pocket 3 Plus, so I'm not going to get this. Mm -hmm. I, there's just too much shit going on. I don't want my goddamn channel to be a... I, I got other things I got to make videos right. of. Um, so I'm not interested. But uh, I'm I'm just as mad as Amber Nick as... A, I'm, I expect this type of behavior from Amber Nick because they released fucking, what, seven consoles yeah. this year? But uh, it looks basically identical to the Retroid Pocket, so... Uh, except I think the D-pad where's the D-pad in the retro pocket <laughs> uh, yeah it's on the top okay so is that the same I think it's the same yeah it's the same it's okay. the fucking same thing okay hopefully the build quality is better though so I I mean that's just that's just where we are with these stupid uh, 
portable emulators. Mm-hmm. They just they gotta stop. They gotta slow down a little bit. <coughs> anyway, now we can talk about Street Fighter Six. Uh, Street Fighter Six will have a new dynamic control scheme that makes button mashing effective. The option is all part of Capcom's efforts to make its forthcoming fighting game the most accessible yet. A few simple button taps is enough to have your uh, character perform all sorts of moves determined dynamically by the AI based on the character's position and situation. This option is in addition to modern controls and classic controls, the former of which simplifies the number of buttons required to play the game. Yet while both of these control schemes are suitable for competitive play, the dynamic control scheme is explicitly meant to be close uh, to be close to an easy mode and is only available for local play. In a normal fighting game, when they mash buttons, they uh, just do a lot of whiffs, uh, says director Takayuki Nakayama. We wanted to... We wanted something important and something that makes a difference uh, happen by randomly pressing buttons. No doubt some players will take umbrage at this new control scheme, but it's clear it allows anyone to simply pick up and play the game, no matter what their skill level or dexterity. I don't hate that. No. I think it's fine that it's uh, not available for competitive play. Uh, I... I'm curious how it actually acts. Yeah, that's that's what I'm interested in because you know they must have some AI program yeah. that like figures out what you're what you've been pressing plus like where you are on the screen, you know, to determine the best course of action for your character that time. I mean, the AI in Smash Brothers is insane. Yeah, it's like really good. Mm-hmm. When you switch it to level nine, it's very good. Yeah, I've seen professionals lose. Yeah, to, to, to so, Smash Brothers AI, but it also like learns. Who it's fighting against? It'll, yeah. it'll it'll start reading your attacks if you keep doing the same thing over and over again. I'd be interested to try out because, like, you know, I'll be honest. I'm a button masher. Mm-hmm. I will mash buttons when I play fighting games. So if they finally have something that makes me good, especially a Street Fighter, which is not easy, I'd be I'd assume that uh, if you're good at the game, you will be able to walk around the button mashing AI. You know. Yeah. But. Um, I also think that a lot of people probably aren't going to opt to use that if they're playing locally, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm, look, Street Fighter is a very dedicated, hardcore fan base. I'm sure yeah. 90% of the people are just going to stick with classic mode. Yeah. But um, even if, even people who are bad are going to be like, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be that bad. Yeah. You know I mean? It's like... <laughs> no, yeah, I know. Uh, but I think it's it's an interesting inclusion. I, yeah. I, I, as long as it's not available in online or competitive, yeah, I, I think, think that's I think the, the right totally thing. Though, yeah. Anyway. Uh, I'm a little interested in that game. When is it out? Uh, not soon. Uh, it's set to release next year. Okay, so that's it. Okay. I'm a little interested. Mm-hmm. I'm. St- I still want to play Guilty Gear Strive. I've heard that's. Good. I'm waiting yeah. for it to be on a Steam sale, but it has not. It, during Evo, they put a bunch of games on sale, and that one still wasn't yeah. on sale. Okay. Next is Mick Gordon. All right. So I'll try to summarize this because there's a lot that happened. He's the guy that did the Doom 2016 soundtrack. Yes. Um, so shortly after the release of Doom, uh, the Doom Eternal OST um, in the wake of the game's launch in March 2020, players could tell us something was wrong. Back then, Mick Gordon declined to comment more than tell PC Gamer, I take a lot of pride in my work. It's all I do. It's all I have and poured my heart and soul into. Now in a lengthy post our medium, Gordon alleges that the OST has been a subject of a lengthy legal back and forth between himself and representatives from id Software's parent company, Zetamax. Throughout the post, Gordon alleges significant crunch in the development of the game's soundtrack. 
Uh, he claims that he was asked to provide two level scores a month, and that, uh, but that audio teams were reluctant to approve music as levels were rarely complete. Uh, with Doom Eternal's soundtrack sticking closely to the player's actions, it was extremely difficult to continue to commit to audio until late in development. Gordon describes the months of overwork exasperated by outright rejection of some of his scores, requiring four tracks instead of just two being provided the next month. By the time the game shipped, Gordon said that he had delivered more than double the minutes stated in the contract, wasn't paid for anything extra. It gets worse. Like I'll, best, I'll try to summarize as best I can. They offered, uh, you could get the soundtrack as a pre-order bonus if you pre-order the game. That was not part of his original contract because that's extra money he would have gotten paid for it. Right. Um, he submitted stuff for it. Someone else who they got to mix the soundtrack got co-writing credit on all those songs. And they put a lot more songs on the soundtrack than they initially planned on, which McGordon didn't get paid for. The uh, he, he accuses the creative director of Doom Eternal, uh, Marty Stratton, of fostering a toxic work environment and like basically abusive behavior for ridiculous deadlines demanding he get work done immediately um threatening him with like letting the uh, player base and the fans down by not doing this in time um uh, i so i heard that there was a lot of problems with him and this soundtrack yeah it sounded like they redid a lot of stuff they basically they took everything he submitted and just basically mixed it all together. Uh, Mick Gordon alleges very poorly. <laughs> it sounds significantly worse than the 2016 soundtrack. Yeah. No, it definitely There's like is. There's some parts that sound like uh, Mick Gordon and some parts that, that I mean, don't. a lot of it that don't. Yeah. So uh, it was a little disappointing listening to this soundtrack compared to the 2016 soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, things were made worse when uh, Martin Strannon posted a Reddit post that accused McGordon of basically not wanting to, you know, do the do the score properly and like blaming him for the way it sounds. Uh, Marty in his medium oh my post, God, a huge yeah, post. in the medium post, McGordon posted like all his email evidence to the contrary. He talked about how he actually had to ask Reddit directly to take it down because it was affecting his career. Mm-hmm. Um, they did, but it was up the next day because somebody at Zenimax got a hold of Reddit to put it back up. Um, it just seemed like it was a mess. And the reason why I want to put it, talk about it here is because nobody's really talking about this. I see a lot of like articles written about it, but like the doom soundtrack was like one of the most popular soundtracks in modern gaming. That's like one of the things people love about yeah. that series as it stands right now. And for the guy to, who created that music to be treated this way and to not know his side of the story, it's a big shame. And I feel like more people need to know what happened. I feel like, I don't know the whole situation, but when right. I first heard about him like claiming that there was some creative disputes and that uh, they didn't use a lot of his music, mm-hmm. um, I feel like there's just a lot of... I feel like everyone's an asshole in this situation. Like yeah. Mick Gordon's probably a little bit of an asshole. Probably. And the game director's a little bit of an asshole. Yeah. And there was some big heads, big egos, and big conflict. Well, I will say, like they offered... Uh, Zenimax's lawyers offered Mick Gordon basically a hush money. They said, we will give you a six-figure deal, take the money, and just shut up about this and leave <laughs> us alone. He said, no, that's not what I want. I want the Reddit post deleted, and I want to redo the soundtrack properly. And they said, no, take the money and shut up. So he said, I'm not going to – no, in that case, I'm not going to shut up. I'm going to tell my side of the story. That's good. Yeah. 
So good on him. I would like to hear his soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure like there are, like you said, there's parts of it in Doom Eternal. Yeah. But it got mixed, you know, incredibly badly. Didn't something ha- Oh, it was the Destiny soundtrack. Yeah. Where like the original composer released it and it was, and then yeah. it got like copyright yeah. striked or whatever. I don't know. It's uh, it's a shame because even if uh, I don't know who's in the wrong here. I su- again, I suspect everyone's an asshole in the situation. Yeah. But I would uh, love to hear Mick Gordon's original soundtrack because yeah. I feel like it's gonna be uh, no matter what he did. Yeah. It's gonna be better than mm-hmm. whatever was finally released. Anyway, uh, Miyamoto addresses Switch successor backwards compatibility. Nintendo Switch currently offers a decent selection of uh, games and representative director Shigeru Miyamoto says backwards, backwards compatibility has become easier than before, but that doesn't mean Nintendo will focus on backwards compatibility when creating new hardware. In a God financial briefing that. on Wednesday, Miyamoto spoke about how backwards compatibility has become easier over time. Previously, software development for dedicated video game systems uh, was conducted in development environments dedicated to each plat- hardware platform. This meant that those environments could not be brought could not be brought forward when the hardware would change, and it uh, would become impossible to play software released from previous hardware without making changes. However, the software development environments have recently been gradually integrated, so generally speaking, it has become easier to implement an environment where software released for past hardware can now be played on new hardware. Uh, however, Miyamoto believes that Nintendo's strength lies in the creation of new games, not the preservation of old titles, which means the company won't focus on backwards compatibility when creating new hardware. Having said so, Nintendo's strength is in our creation of new entertainment. So when we release new hardware going forward, we plan to continue to offer new and unique gameplay that cannot be realized on existing hardware. So <clears throat> I understand this. When you're making new hardware, you want to make sure that you're going, you're 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 looking into the future and you're making the best that you can for the games that you're going to make for that system. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. But once you get all of that done and nailed down, yeah, you're gonna wanna go back and make sure that you are able to play all of these older games too. Yeah, and Nintendo is so focused on polishing their shit that they're gonna just not. If if they think that there's any problems with playing those retro games in a newer hardware, they're gonna just not let you do it. Yeah, like we- like having. Like a Wii U, some of those games need two screens. They're yeah. just like, fuck it. We won't even give you the option. Just forget it. But it's just... It's, or DS is a better example. Yeah, It sucks to hear this because we live in a world where backwards compatibility is standard. It's the norm. Every system does it. Every phone does it. Every computer does it. Every tablet does it. It's what you do. Things transfer over to the next thing you buy. Not everything, sure. There will always be some problems. But generally speaking, that's how it works. And Nintendo has a history of this. They've done this before. And here is them saying, we don't, we're don't, we not really going to do it right now. We don't think it's important. Well, they, they said that they're, they're thinking about it. At least it's on their radar. Right. Again, I think it makes sense when you're making new hardware to focus on how you can make the next generation of games as best as they could be. Uh-huh. Then you can focus on backwards compatibility. The way Microsoft does it, I think, is the best. Where they're like, here's all of the tools. Do whatever you want. We don't know if it's going to be perfect, but yeah. at least you could do it. 
Nintendo's not about that. Yeah. I have little faith that Nintendo will actually then go after they make the new hardware. I have little faith that they'll then go back and make for good backwards yeah. compatibility. Okay, two more articles. All right, Ash finally won. <laughs> I after, did see this. After 25 years of training, adventuring, and meeting new friends along the way, Ash Ketchum has finally achieved his lifelong dream of becoming the world's best Pokemon trainer in the latest episode of the anime Pokemon Ultimate Journeys the series. Ash beat Leon in the Pokemon World Coronation series, thus becoming the number one ranked trainer in the world. Yay. Good on you. So yeah, Ash, at the end of every season, <coughs> at the end of every season, Ash fights like a huge battle in yeah. the region or whatever. And in this, he always loses every yeah. single time, which is insane because for 20 goddamn seasons, yeah. this guy that you're following is just a big, fat fucking loser. Yeah. And finally, he's won a Pokemon championship, which I think is a, is a great story. It is. At the same time, I'm like, him losing, I guess, is like part of the idea because like he sees that like winning battles is not the end-all, be-all. Losing them is not the end of the world. You can progress through loss and move on to the next journey. Right. For him to win, it's like, okay, now what? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can keep on winning. You can keep on being the best. I guess. It's the whole story. But there's always going to be someone who comes along who's going to be better than you. There's a lot of... There's people in the chat saying he cheated. Oh. I don't know what the whole story is. He won in Alola, but this was... This one was different as he is now number one mm-hmm. i don't know uh wait this isn't a lola no this isn't a lola i don't understand uh also this is big spoilers because the dub it yeah. we're not <laughs> caught up with the dub whatever it was all over twitter yeah uh last thing superman fan game stolen this i saw also yeah uh i think we talked about this game on the show a while back uh T- uh, TLDR, uh, a Superman style flight experience. Oh, wait. Yeah, Superman uh, style flight experience can be downloaded on HIO. Uh, was created by Tyson Butler Boschema uh, and it was Bushima? available for free. Boschema. Uh, however, a Steam user has exploited this, uploading the game to Steam and passing it off as their own game, charging about £10 for the demo. Uh, despite numerous complaints and reports, Steam is still allowing the game to be sold on storefronts. On top of this, the publisher Hero Game Studio is copyright striking Butler Boshima, uh, putting his YouTube channel at risk. So, that's shitty. Uh, yeah. So, this reminds me of things that happens with uh, with music all the time, mm-hmm. where uh, it will... People will uh, make a song that's royalty-free. Just yeah. like this was. Anybody can use it. People make a song that's royalty free, and then uh, somebody will like take that same song, re-upload it, and copyright it, yeah. and then all of a sudden, there's DMCA requests all over the place. So, uh, yeah, it reminds me of that. It's a sh- it's just shitty situation. Obviously, he just needs to report it and get it taken down. But mm-hmm. it, it's 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 a bit of a process to get. Yeah, especially to on Steam because they're notorious for like. You know, having a very hands-off approach to their own storefront, which sucks because it just means a lot of crap gets uploaded to it. Right. Right. All right. That's it for the news. Yay. Now it's time for the Tweet of the Week, which, uh, I mean, you know what? I can, Hold on. <laughs> All right. Excuse me, uh, guys. It's a regular old show. Yeah. But, you know? Uh, oh, wait. Shit. I have to do... <laughs> 
<laughs> I gotta do this first, and then. There you go. All right. There you go. Just like old times. Just like old times. All right. This one is by uh, Dean. D.A. Carrier. The Carrier. It says, started a band called Duvet. We only play covers. Ha! Interesting week for Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, now we'll talk to you guys. Yes, quick. we start, of course, with people who left comments on last week's show uh, over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Podcast. I don't have Discord open. I Fuck. do. Uh, Chris134, thanks for the subscription. Here, you start reading them. I actually really have to pay. All right, you have a good time. Thank you. Good thing the bathroom is right over here. How many you might even hear them. Yeah. Uh... Oh my god! I don't have Discord at all. I gotta freaking log in on the on the on the website. Uh, started hearing y'all on Spotify and been listening some episodes at work. Y'all great. Been binging. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I hope you also do your work though. You know what? Fuck them though. Fuck the establishment. I gotta log in using a code on my phone. How do I do that? Right here. Beep. Yes. Log me in. Wow, really scraping for a tweet of the week? Shut up. Uh, okay, I'm here now. Uh, what do I want? I want this. Okay. George McFarlane last week said, My mom bought an air fryer to make stuff like french fries, but after a month, it was put on a shelf and never used again. 10 out of 10 would recommend our mother is in the market for an air fryer, also specifically for French fries. Uh, I think it's good for drying out food. I'm interested in using it for vegetables. I have finally acquired the air fryer because I live with Hannah now and she has a fucking air fryer. Uh, Ray Danny, thanks for the nine months. I just said I've acquired an air fryer. Yes. It's the day is it's a big momentous day today. Uh, Mom, our mother has an air fryer in her place in Florida, and she loves it so much she wants to get one for up here. Oh my god, I yep. didn't know she actually got one. Yet. Yep, it's I'm happening. See, I'm interested to see how she's going to use it because she specifically wants to use it for stuff like fries. Yeah. But I want to know how she's going to use it for. You can use it for so much more than that. I know, but you ha- you got an oven for it for yeah. the other stuff, but. It's not an air fryer. <laughs> I wonder if soon people will just get rid of ovens. It, it's possible. Especially like if you have like a gas oven because people won't try to get rid of like gas it's just ovens. It's huge. And, stuff. and yeah. like especially in an apartment. Yeah. Like fuck it. Uh, Bastion says the middle evolution is always trash. That's in quotes. Um, Excuse me. Score Bunny turns into a disaffected teen in a track jacket. That's true. Yeah. He sucks. I mean... As a disaffected teen with a, who wore a hoodie back in the day, I feel seen. Uh, Sam says, Will and Wood segment, the non-Nintendo podcast. Yo, we're still in that. Mika Bryant says, geez, guys, I skipped the leaks section only for Will to fumble a leaked image of the final evolution of the starter I'm picking. You, didn't, you don't show images. Yeah, I didn't show an image. 
And I'd done perfectly up till now, not getting spoiled, genuinely disappointed. That might have been me showing an image of the of the cat that I don't think was even real. Right. The reason I showed it was because I didn't think it was real at all. <laughs> so uh, you can only be mad at me if it ended up being real because I'm I'm ninety percent sure that was a fake. Anyway, the glow cloud. Bob, after tanking the credibility of Nintendo podcast with a which Pokemon would you fuck segment, the new Pokemon game looks like a GameCube herder. That's what the title of the last uh, episode yeah, yeah. was. Anything for that sweet clickbait, right, boys? Well, yeah. What can we do to? What can we do to make him more mad? Well, this week's episode's called uh, "Are the Game Awards Good" or something? Are the Game Awards stupid? I feel like most people. How can we clickbait that worse? I know. I feel like most people think the Game Awards are stupid anyway. Yeah. We just have the balls to say it on the internet. What's wrong with which Pokemon would you fuck? What's wrong with that? Also, it was called Smasher Pass. Yeah. Calm down. Also, we're like clearly not going to fuck these Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I don't know, man. People, don't, people got weird hangups. I don't know. Also, I think the new Pokemon game looks stupid. Looks, it looks bad. Yeah. And then I was trying to find a GameCube game that it looked like, and it really doesn't look like <laughs> GameCube looks a lot worse than yeah. the new Pokemon. But it still doesn't look that good. Uh, anyway. All right, we're in the chat. Which Pokemon yeah. would you guys fuck? Yeah, let us know. Air fryers. Air frying also produces high temperature at a very rapid rate, thus making it extremely easy to burn food. And charred food may be carcinogenic. Carcinogenic. In addition, Kuzku? Kakuza adds, basically most devices cook one to three pounds of food at a time. It can be challenging to air fry meals for a large family. So it's a small thing. That's the yeah. problem. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you know, I wouldn't recommend air frying something for an entire family. Yeah. But like for two people, yeah, go nuts. Uh, Blue Dusk says, I copy pasted that from Google. Okay. And then Lord DC says, it sounds like some nerd shit. You're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, Bob completed his air fryer run any percent. <laughs> I have probably three plus feet of snow coming my way in Buffalo this weekend. Oh, God. Is this supposed oh, to snow? What snack should I stock up on to cope? Uh, Snickerdoodle Oreos. Snickerdoodle Oreos, yes. No, get a lot of ramen. Yeah. It's the easiest thing. Canned soup, too. That's Canned soup is important. Yeah. Is it going to snow here? I hope not. It's already bad enough it's raining outside. I have to travel this weekend. Where are you going? It doesn't look like it's going to. I'm going to Pennsylvania. Mm. It doesn't look like it's uh, going to snow. So that's good. Okay. Sorry, Buffalo. We made it out. Mm. Uh, so I think these lights are good. I'm going to put them on the wall. There you go. And then I also got a backdrop, but it's just not here yet. It's not really a backdrop. It's like a cubicle wall. Maybe I'll just take this door off completely. So that then we don't have to like open yeah. it. You know, I'll just leave it open. There you go. Hopefully that won't affect the sound too much. Uh, I got. I already have doors in the garage. I'm gonna have more doors for the garage. <laughs> um, final verdict on the Snickerdoodle Oreos. I have a sealed packet in my room, trying to decide on it. My final verdict is that they taste exactly like the cinnamon bun Oreos, and those are fucking awesome. 
Yeah, four stars. Check them out. Yeah, so I'm I'm down with it. Uh, Dab Queen, thanks for the raid. Yeah. Uh, anything else from you people? Anything? Anything you want to talk about? Nice chance. Let Did I thank know. Ray Danny for the three months? Well, I appreciate it. Uh, there are Snickerdoodle Pop Tarts now. Ooh, oh, those got to be good. Interesting. All right. Well, guys, thanks for being here and hanging out with us live. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, the Wolfden Podcast is every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on twitch.tv slash Wolfden. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put it up as an archive version over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Podcast. So you can go check us out over there on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well. We're also on audio podcast on anchor.fm slash Podcast or your preferred podcast service of choice. But no matter where you get the show from, folks, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on all those respective platforms. Legend of Thief says your sliding doors are backwards. Good night. <laughs> He's right. Yeah. Uh, I was literally just in there setting all this stuff up. Uh, what did I want to say? Uh, I'm so confused. So is Genshin on the Switch. Maybe I misunderstood, but I thought Bob said it was. I didn't say it was. Uh, it is not on the Switch. Uh, oh, yeah, that's they right. They announced that it would come to the Switch, yeah. and then just... That was years ago, yeah. and they never did anything. Uh, we have a lot of work to do here uh, with this setup, mm-hmm. but it'll be nice. And yeah. I'm glad that uh, we got it to work out, and we're going to do more of this. It's going to be great. Yep. Uh, thanks for being here, everybody. I guess we should raid somebody yeah. who's on right now. Uh, I think Wood's on. Right? Yeah, yes. Wood's on. Go, you can watch. Is he playing? He's playing Among Us VR. What a loser. <laughs> hey, maybe that's VR game of the year. Maybe. Uh, go watch him and we will see you later. I got a video coming out on Thursday. Oh, I want to do unboxings. Oh. I, well, I'll, I'll at least show you this. Oh, yeah, I saw that in your Open other it room. Up. Okay. Open it up real quick. It is the custom Xbox Elite Series 2 that you got. Yeah. There you go. Ooh. Ah, oh, uh, the there'll be a video. are much smaller than I thought they'd be. The what? The back paddles. Oh, yeah. Oh, you've never seen an Elite Controller I've at all? I've never seen an Elite wow. Controller in person. So that will be my video on Thursday. Okay. There will also be a Nintendo podcast, and that's it. It is heavy. It's a heavy boy. Yeah, it feels much better. I like it a lot. I mean, I, I would have loved one. I'm not buying you one. <laughs> it's, it's fucking, that costs $220 that you're holding right now. I know. I know. I'm just saying. It would have been nice. Thanks for watching, everybody. We will see you later. I have to walk over here and hit goodbye. Bye. Bye.